This morning is a little bit different to what we intended. Um, Rob was going to speak this morning and he was going to kick off a new series. Um, and then, um, unfortunately, in one sense, he's had to go to France. So, with incredibly short notice, I've stepped in. So, who knows what's going to happen? Let's see. I've got some notes. I'll try and stick to them, and we'll see what happens. We'll see where we go. Um, But what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce the series that Rob was going to start. So I've taken his couple of paragraphs of introduction and just sort of expanded them a little. Um, So we're still along the the, the same lines, but we're going to have a bit of a longer introduction to it. So um, one of my favorite books other than the Bible, obviously, <laughs> should have put that in my notes, um, other than the Bible, is uh, Lord of the Rings. I love it. They also made some reasonable movies of the book. Um, but Lord of the Rings, a sleepy little village to start, sleepy little village to start with, and an unlikely hero emerges. And this hero, who doesn't feel like a hero, suddenly realises he's got a part to play on the world stage. He has a mission. He has something before him that he has to accomplish in order to save the world. So he sets out on a mission against all the odds, helped by his friends to save the world. He has a sense of purpose. He has a sense of mission. He has clarity on his life's work. Over the years, I've often struggled with understanding my purpose, with having purpose, with feeling that sense of purpose. I thought for a while I'd found it when I worked for the church. Not this church, another one. But do you know what? That wasn't it. And I really struggled with it. Those thoughts of what am I doing with my life? What am I achieving? Where am I going with it? I've been a Christian my whole life. But what am I, what's my purpose? What am I really doing? What am I achieving? What's my life's work? I'm probably not alone in thinking that. John Piper, some of you may know as an author and and preacher, said this. Mission exists because worship exists doesn't. You see, our purpose and mankind's purpose is to worship God and enjoy him forever. That's it. That's the pinnacle. But not everybody does that. Not everybody knows that. Not everybody's been introduced to that. So we have the purpose of introducing people to God in order that they might worship him. They might understand who he is. They might have relationship with him. We know that. We've got it. It's wonderful. But not everybody knows that. And so we have a purpose to share that with others. That's our purpose. It's our mission. Just like the character in Lord of the Rings finds his purpose, finds his mission. So that's my life's work. And I will die doing it. I may never turn back. I may never go home. Actually, our purpose in life is to introduce people to God. We may never do anything else. We may never go home. We might just go on that mission. That is what we're called to. 
So like I said, I've, I've, this is an intro to a series. It's an intro to a series. Hopefully you've, under, you've grasped what this is already. Um, go. Mission. What are we doing? Our purpose. How are we introducing Jesus to those around us? And this really is going to be our series for the year. We're not going to deviate from this mostly for the whole year, we think. <laughs> Who knows? God just changes things sometimes. But this is our plan. You see, from September last year, really, we've been talking about this. We've been feeling that God is leading us down this path. God wants us to do this. Now, in some senses, you might think, well, we don't need to know God speaking to us prophetically about this. It's in the Bible. It says do it. So, well, we do it. But actually, sometimes God brings a a focus on it uh, and, and, and wants us just to go down that path. Right, let's focus on this. It takes a long time to change Behaviour, change what we do to, to get things really deeply rooted into us. And so we want to spend the year doing that. Last September we talked about what disciples do. Disciples set people free, they heal the sick and they tell others about Jesus. It's what in the Bible, the Bible calls this the Great Commission. And it can be summed up in that one word, go. There's a couple of verses that really speak into that. Here they are up on the screen. Mark 16, 15. And, and he said to them, this is Jesus, said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Go into the whole world. And then go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Again, go. This commission is great and it is big. The whole world, every ethnic group. How can we possibly obey this command? How can we possibly do this? We can't put on enough outreach meetings. No amount of guest services will be sufficient. There aren't enough Alpha courses in the whole world to fulfill this great commission. But actually, we are part of generation after generation after generation that do this. It's not just us. We stand on the shoulders of others, and then others will stand on what we do as we share the gospel to those around us. Not only did Jesus give us the command to go, he gave us the strategy to go. And here it is, Acts 1 verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So this is telling us that once we've received power from the Holy Spirit, we're to go. Now in case you wondered... The power from the Holy Spirit bit has happened. That's already done. We've received that. We live in the good of that. The Holy Spirit, he is available to everybody. So we live in a time when the Holy Spirit has been poured out on all flesh, as was prophesied in the Old Testament. So that bit's done. So we need to move on and do the next bit. We've received power when the Holy Spirit came. So the next bit is to go into the whole world. Now, at this point, you may well be saying, I'm not going anywhere. I live here. 
My family's here. My children are at school here. I am not going anywhere. Now, I've said that before. (laughs) We've said that before, and we've ended up going places. But actually, as you'll find out from this, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to physically move. And we'll find out why. You see, this is the perfect strategy. There is no other strategy. This is it. You see, the disciples were told that they would be witnesses of what Jesus had done in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Now, Jerusalem was first, and that was really handy. They were to be witnesses in Jerusalem. That was handy because that's where they were. They were in Jerusalem. They didn't have to go anywhere. So where are you? Are you in Solihull, Leamington, Nuneaton, Redditch, Bromsgrove, Birmingham? Where are you? God's called you there. You're not there by accident. You're not there because you quite fancied it. You're there because that's where God has put you. And God has told you to go there. And that's where you are. This is where God is calling you to step out. But again, that question, where are you? At work, at school, college, home with the kids. That is where God is calling you. You are not doing what you're doing by accident. God has called you to be there. He's put you there for a purpose, for a reason. And that is to be his witness. Suddenly this strategy doesn't look too bad, does it? Because you're already there. And for you, go might mean to step out of your comfort zone, to step out in terms of who you're speaking to and what you're sharing with them. But actually, physically, you're already there. But what else? So Jerusalem, then Judea. Well, Judea was the area that the disciples lived in. So they were called to a wider influence than just the town or city they were in. And the same is with us. We're called to have a wider influence than just the town we are in. And so for us, Judea might be, it might be that you work somewhere else. So I work over near Kidderminster. So I've got a wider influence in the people I speak to. That may be the same for you. We as a church are connected with lots of other churches. So I talked about Leon earlier. Actually, sometimes it's go and strengthen people in a different city, Christians in a different city that are then reaching their area. So you've got a wider influence for the gospel that way. And what about after Judea? Well, Samaria. Now, this is an interesting one because Samaria was very close to Judea as an area. And... Um, this would have been really difficult for the Jews to hear that they were to go to Samaria because the Samaritans, who were the people who lived in Samaria, were treated by the Jews. They were looked at by the Jews as being unclean, not to be associated with. Lots of reasons for that, which I don't have time to go into now, and I'm aware I say things like that and then don't explain them. But um, they were just not people that they associated with. And... This would have been really difficult because they were being asked to go to people who were very different to them. What's that telling us? One way to apply that for us is we're to go to other cultures that may be on our doorstep. 
There may be people around you that are very different to you who you think they wouldn't normally be people I'd be friends with. Not for any bad reason, they're just not. Actually, Jesus is saying, go to them. Go to them. We are to be accepting of every type of person, every culture, every creed, every ethnicity, every persuasion of person that's around you. Go to them. Be friends with them. There is no one excluded from the gospel of Jesus. No one. And we are to embody that. We are to be a people who exclude no one. At all. There's no caveats to that. There's no caveats as to, well, you know, they don't live like us. So what? We're to go to them. Yeah, but what they do isn't strictly in line with what the Bible says. Don't care. Go to them. Doesn't matter. Go to them. Because there are no caveats in this mission from Jesus. We're to go to everybody. And we've got no excuses. (laughs) And we're just to do that. And it's really, really important that we exclude nobody. You know, we have the nations on our doorstep in a place like Solihull and the areas around it. It's exciting. It's exciting. Getting to know. We, I mean, just, no, I'll get to that bit in a minute. <laughs> get excited about this. It's exciting. And then the big one. We've seen Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. For some of you, that might mean moving to the ends of the earth. Some here have done that and come back. For some, it might be that you have to go to move. Late last year, we had Jonathan, Sarah, James and Emma Crowhurst with us. They're moving to Greece. They are going to Greece to live amongst refugees and serve them there. That is awesome. We might not all be called to do that, but they are. And we're getting behind them in that. They are going to go and share the love of Jesus with people who have no hope. Who are not welcome where they are, but not able to go back where they want to be. Stuck. They are going to serve them. That's amazing. And we know others who have done the same kind of thing. In a couple of weeks, as has been said, we've got Valera and Narina from St. Petersburg in Russia. I'm really excited about that. We get the privilege of hosting them uh, over the weekend. And um, it's just exciting. Connected with the nations. So actually, it might not be that you move somewhere to do this, but that you welcome people in, that we're welcoming of the nations. We have exciting opportunities to connect with the nations without us even having to leave our town. You see, this strategy works in every way you look at it. It's brilliant. Like I said, Rob is over in Leon this weekend, strengthening, fathering people, being amongst people when they need it. That is what we're here for. Yeah, that's with the church, but actually we strengthen the church to then go out as well. We're all on this, in this mission together. It's a great thing to be connected with the nations. 
What this verse from Acts is teaching us is that you start here where you are, and that is how the series that we're going to be doing is starting. And then we move out, and I think there's a picture that came up earlier. Can we go back to that picture? It's like concentric circles, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. We go out to people we understand possibly first, our own culture, but then others of similar cultures, and then people who we have no clue what their culture is like, but we learn. And we don't do this in a sense that we know everything. We do this in the sense that we want to learn from others. We want to be sensitive to their culture, but actually we want to share the good news about Jesus. That good news that we have been affected by. That good news that we can't help but carry. That Jesus came, lived that life on earth with us, for us. He came in order to show us how to live, one. But also, he came to die in our place. That gap that we couldn't bridge, that rebellion from God, that turning away from God that all mankind did that we just cannot get out of. We cannot find a way back to God apart from accepting the work that Jesus did on the cross in dying in our place. He did that for us. He did that for us so that we didn't have to go through it, so we can have a relationship with God, the Father. Many of us here know that. And if we're not sharing it with others, it is utterly selfish. Don't know any other way of putting it. How dare we keep that to ourselves? How dare we not share that with others? If I knew that down the end of this road was a hole in the ground and every time you went there's a million pounds, you can just take it and move on, there'll be some for it. I'd be telling everybody, wouldn't I? Maybe I might just go to... <laughs> no, I would though, wouldn't I? If there's enough for everybody, I'd be telling everybody. There's enough in Jesus for everybody. We need to be telling people. We need to be sharing it. We can't not, which is why we're just desperate to go through this teaching this year and say, let's equip one another. Yes, sometimes it's difficult. Well, let's equip one another. Let's help one another. Let's do this together so that we can share the love of Jesus with people. Jesus wants to meet everybody. He wants everybody to be part of what he's got because he's got so much for us. He died on the cross for all of us. We need to share that. So we need to be going to Solihull, Nuneaton, Leamington, Birmingham, Bromsgrove, Redditch. We represent so many areas here that we can go to. But this isn't just a few nice words, this series, and a bit of a G up. This needs to be part of us. This needs to be part of our culture as a people, as a church. This needs to be something that we just do naturally. So that's why we want to be really practical about that this year. And we want to look at how we fit this strategy into what we're doing, or what, rather what we're doing into this strategy to go. So we're going to do this over 2020. This this morning is just a bit of a an intro to it. Um which is going to be shorter preaching than normal. 
and we're going to break bread in a moment. But look, this is what we're going to do. We are going to do this series, and it's going to be made up of a number of mini-series. So if you can just go back to the last previous slide. So we're going to look at these things over the course of this year, going where we are, so our workplace, our family, and our community. Going where we're sent, outside of our comfort zone. Other cultures, cultures that are near us. We're going to look at all of that. And then we are as well going to include, go where no one has gone before. (laughs) I hadn't read it like that before. (laughs) To boldly go. (laughs) And in the end, we'll reach the final frontier. dear, sorry. Um, But we'll go to the nations. We'll look at the nations. We'll look at opportunities to go to the nations. We want to make sure we've got opportunities to take people to other cultures. It might be that some of us get to visit Lyon and Russia and Turkey and all these other places that we're connected to. Why not? Let's go. Because I've found when you go and serve people, you end up with so much for yourself in understanding the gospel. So we're going to do that. And the first series, so the first four weeks of this epic series is going to be this. It's going to be around the workplace. Because that's where a lot of us are. And even if you're not in the workplace, this will still be relevant. We'll make it relevant. So the first one that we're going to do, why work? Why work? We're going, to do, we're going to do the theology of work. Why? You know, work was there before the fall, don't you? Before evil. So work is a good thing instigated by God. Not that I'm pinching the first series, but I'm sorry. But you're not going to find this is going to get you out of work, okay? So why work? A curse and a blessing. So the first two are going to be around the theology for work. The third one, work on your attitude. I think that's going to be relevant. (laughs) Our attitude to work, our attitude in the workplace. And then we're going to talk about God at work. And then the fifth part of that is going to be a morning where we're going to invite a few people to share stories from their workplace. So that whole sort of preaching slot, as it were, is going to be four, three or four people or so just talking about this is what I do and this is the effect it has and and this is how God is involved in my workplace we're going to do that and just bring make it practical bring some reality into it you know this is it's just real isn't it and and it's what we do day by day and so we're going to do that as well and then we're going to follow that up with a series on going to our family and friends so those around us um, and then going to your neighborhood and your community So we're going to keep it really practical. We're going to equip. We're going to make sure the right people are talking about the right things and that we're just communicating in the right way. And um, I'm really excited about this, really, really excited, because I think this is going to make a real difference to us and to those around us. So where do we go from here? Uh, There's a verse in John chapter 13, verse 35 that says this, by this, 
all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You see, it's not just important that we go, it's important in the way that we go. We need to display love to those around us, God's love. You see, if we don't love the people around us, then the words we say are empty. And we have to go in love. And if you don't love the people around you, then you need to ask God to show you what he feels about those around you. And if you do that, be prepared because it's overwhelming because God loves everybody as much as he loves you. And if you've experienced God's love, then you will have some idea of how he feels about those around you. It's really important. We sang a song this morning that says, fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. That is what we need to do. But you know what this verse says is we need to be displaying that amongst ourselves as well. Because actually as we love one another, as we show unity with one another, people will see that. They'll see something. They might not know what they're seeing, but they'll see something and go, I want some of that. This is incredible. That's what this verse is saying. So as we go, We take the love that we have for one another with us. And one of the ways we display that love and unity is this. That together we share in what Jesus started. That we show our love for one another in that we come to this. And if there's anything, I'm sorry, am I I stealing what you're about to say? Um, If we, as we come to this, we need to make sure that we're right with one another that we're in good relationship with one another, that we're not holding things against one another. And uh, and that's really, really important. So I'm going to hand over to Simon. That's an intro to to the series that we're about to embark on. Um, That doesn't mean that you have to wait until the series starts to to be a witness and go. You can do it straight away. But um, hopefully we'll equip you over the coming months to do that even better. Should we stand together and we'll pray? Father, we love you. We love. Your words fail us as to what you have done for us. The fact that you came and you took the punishment for our rebellion against you. You paid the price for us and have given us access to your father, to you. And we love you and we want to we want to serve you, we want to we want to tell others. So Father, I pray as we stand here, you will just give us the words to say as we meet those around us who don't know you. Give us love for those around us. Give us your love. Speak to us, show us. Show us how much you love those around us. Show us how it breaks your heart to see those in despair, those who are broken, those who are in need, those who are desperate, those who have no hope, because Lord, we want to speak hope to them, the hope of Jesus. So Father, I pray you will just put something in us that causes your words to just well up in us as we go and and, and speak to those around us. We want to be carriers of your love. We want to be carriers of your words. Holy Spirit, You have come upon us. You have given us the power. 
So now I pray we will go in that power and be your witnesses to all those around us. Amen.